Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. I'm Sharjah Jassel here with Shira Lazar, who's filling in for Shira Lazar. Yeah, hey. <laughs> it's so good, you know, to be here filling in for Shira today. Yes, it's so great. And you know what, Shira? I have to shout out Katie. Katie called and got those tickets. Demi Lovato tickets. She sure did. Katie is going to go see Demi Lovato on September 28th at LA's YouTube Theater. Congrats. Now, Shira, Mm -hmm. it's crunch time, sister. I only have one pair of Demi tickets left. okay. Yes. I have one pair. So who's going to win? I don't know. I guess only time will tell. Top of hour. Listen up. I guess. So what I want to get into, and this this can also lean into something along the lines with Pride Month. Is I came across an article uh, with 10 unusual behaviors that make people respect you. And how this, of course, links with Pride Month is because oftentimes LGBTQ people are disrespected. Okay, we see it on all fronts, typically. Um, So it makes it harder, even if you're doing things that are, quote unquote, looked at as, you know, professional or this, that. Like, it's harder to get that respect because you're undermined in, in many ways if you're a part of a marginalized community or well see that's the thing that's the thing now you all listen to these tips with a grain of salt because there's very specific recipes and nuances that go into this the way Shira can move about the world yeah. is not necessarily the way that I can move about the world okay there are optics Be aware there are projections and there are also implicit biases that go when you step in a room versus when I step in a room now let's talk can we go there or are we going to go there yes I'm okay. waiting <laughs> okay well, I'm salivating are, Okay, I'm going to give you some of the tips, okay? (laughs) These are 10 unusual behaviors. First of all, smile less. See, you all listen. That's something I can't do. If I smile less, it's going to be Char's Char's got an attitude. There's two things. That's so interesting. I do smile a lot, but I do feel like when I get in smiley, giggly Shira mode, then people might not take me seriously. When I'm like on it and I'm like, hey, very stern face. You don't F with me. Exactly. So the tip says there's a mystery to those who don't always smile when you expect them That's to. That's true. We are intelligent beings and can sense insincere grins. We're also tired of fakeness. If someone smiles at everything, it takes the power out of any one smile. Be sparing with your smiles because they can only show discernment, a thoughtful mind, and authenticity. Unless you Which could, is the name of the yeah, game. Yeah, I agree. If you don't know someone and they're like constantly smiling in a weird creepy way yeah that's weird but if you then you see them consistently and they're pretty much similar like you kind of see them in different situations and they're that person they're like oh they're just like a happy-go-lucky person that's it it bothers me when someone is kind of 
too serious, self-serious, I feel like it's almost also, it's cold and it can be manipulative because they're almost like making you wonder about them. Well, see, I could see that for someone who's smiley. That's also manipulative. I don't trust you if you're walking around here, walking around the office, skipping and smiling and filming your TikToks all day. I'm like, oh, no, that one's got something up their sleeve. Oh, God. No, 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 no. Okay, there's also repeating their words to show that you're listening to them. Like if you take a few moments, like if someone's sharing a detail about their life or whatever, you repeat it back to them in any sort of setting. I like that. I like the clarification. Like, okay, so what you're telling me is blah, 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 yes. blah, blah. Here are a few other tips because we got to get yeah. out of here. Be undistracted. You hear that, Shira? Oh. For those of you who don't know or have never worked with Shira, Shira is the most distracted multitasker that I've ever met. What'd you met. say? You are, see, see? I was doing that on purpose. You know, they say if you put your hand underneath, like you're like leaning in with your hand underneath your, um, your face, like what's it called? I'm like, why can't I? Chin. Uh, That it means like it it makes you look like you're more interested in what the person is saying. Now this one is throwing me off. Make someone uncomfortable. People will be attracted to your courage. Mm, and again, this is nuance. Unco- no, this sometimes is- actually, here's the thing. When I'm very bold with what I say, whether it be like sharing my own personal experience or like trying to be encouraging, I find I feel like I'm giving like a Tony Robbins talk. It feels a bit no, uncomfortable. I don't know if that was no, the maybe not to Tony Robbins, Oprah talk. Shout out to the Me Too movement. <laughs> Tony <laughs> Robbins. You know what I mean? You're like giving an inspirational talk. Sometimes you could <laughs> people could be like silent, but then after the fact, they'd be like, wow, you really impacted me with what you said. This one goes for you. Be weird. Okay, oh, yeah, Shira. Me. I is, lean into that. Yes, and then one more I'll give you. Be unavailable. Like, don't always be make yourself available. These are some interesting tips. Shout out to the author of Listen, this. Alex Mathers wrote this. If you're you're not as available, well, usually it's if you're busy, you're not as available. Hopefully, you're not faking it. But I could see if you want to create the perception. Listen, not all human behavior makes sense, and those are just some tips I wanted to offer to you all. Let us know at LGT Show what you think are some additional tips to get people to respect you. Mm. You know, in an inadvertent way, where you're not banging your fist on the table and saying respect me. Yeah. Coming up we know the interest rates are being raised in an effort to combat inflation but what does that mean for you and i more on that next let's go there with shira and ryan channel q let's go there with shira and ryan channel q the interest rate keeps going up higher and higher i mean the federal reserve has hiked its benchmark interest rate by 0.75 percent But what does that actually mean for all of us and how will that impact us, you know, in terms of our jobs, how we buy things, our bank accounts, all of it, the loans we have? Well, joining us right now is CNBC contributor Delano Saporu. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. I'm glad to be here and thanks for having me on. I mean, when I thought of this or I saw this story, I thought of you. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get into this. First, can you explain why this is such an issue right now? And is is this higher than it's been in a long time? Yeah, yeah. and there's a couple fronts on why it's, I would say, the policy that's being enacted is because, one, you know, we have high inflation. And so to combat that, if you look at what the Fed has to do, which is keep as many of us employed as possible and also have price stability, one of their policies to keep price stability is to raise interest rates, which is what they did, right? And so um, that is causing a lot of, you know, I would say a little bit more volatility, obviously, in the stock market. But then it has implications for consumers, for people, when we're trying to do things, right? And so so that's kind of like the, the, the meaning, the context behind, you know, what the Fed is doing, Shira. 
I, I guess my question would be, this is Shar, by the way, now that you're speaking with. Um, I guess my question would be, when was, when is this bubble going to burst? And I ask that because I've noticed in a lot of news stories, there's been this push to like eliminate debt and make sure you're yeah. paying off your credit because of this uptick. But in the name yeah. of inflation and the cost of bread being 20 bucks or whatever <laughs> and gas being $9 a gallon, how then are average Americans supposed to prioritize where their monies are supposed to go when the rent is still due? Yeah, sorry. That's a, such a great question. And that's literally the question that everyone has. And it's hard to answer because there is no easy answer. And you mentioned something about the bubble burst. And I hate to like ensue panic, but I would say things have, are, are looking less rosier when you think about the general economy and just the general mm-hmm. consumer, right? Because one, the one thing that was hinging on the economy is that everyone was thinking that like people were still doing well, savings account were still flush, people were going to travel and buy. But with the prices kind of going out of control, demand from consumers have pulled back. And that's a bad thing for the economy, right? Because that's contraction rather than productivity increasing. And so when you've seen the consumer get a little bit shakier, there's actually this index, uh, the Michigan index has been going on for a while. It's a consumer sentiment index. And it's at the lowest levels that it's ever been, right? And so that's just telling us where consumers are thinking about prices. You mentioned gas, you mentioned gas, you mentioned food, groceries. Um, Kroger in their report just talked about groceries um, being actually uh, people that come in to buy are buying less items. They're switching to store brands. So sorry, it's really changing and it's, it's hard to pinpoint what people can do, but just try to relook at their budget and make sure they're on tap with that. Uh, Delano, I gotta be honest. I'm very, I hope Beyonce goes easy on me for this upcoming tour. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't, sister, I cannot give you $800 to be front row. You know, unless maybe, maybe she does an NFT and then you can make money from it or something. Shira, I don't do the <laughs> NFTs. Okay, so is, is there anyone that wins in this case? Because we know the losers anyone that owes money mm. or wants to buy a house which is most of us yeah <laughs> is there mm-hmm. a winner um well besides beyonce <laughs> oh no no, no i love you um, Elon Musk. I exactly I, exactly and you're actually getting to the point sharon share is that it's really the people with incredible cash flow and incredible access to liquidity why are they winning because they have that access to liquidity and cash flow and right now, everything is depressed, asset prices. Look at the stock market. Home prices haven't depri- uh, gone the other way yet, but they're looking to turn because rates on mortgages are increasing, right? And so the value, the demand for homes will at some point slow down, will push prices down. So people that are ha- cash-heavy, asset-heavy valuation and, and net worth-heavy, those are the people that are going to win in this environment. So we are really pricing out the average person, the average consumer, just not even the average person, above the, you know, below the top 0.01% in this economy at this point because of what's happened over Alaska, you know, several months. Um, yeah, in this NPR article, they said, people who have savings accounts, you're a winner. Why is that? Exactly. Is because, like... Which you, is what, 12 you, Americans left, like, with savings <laughs> accounts. We're being liquidated out here. It's crazy. Exactly. That, that, that article did point out something important because when you're talking about rising rates, then the other flip side is, yes, savings accounts rates will rise as well, right? Yeah. So it costs more to borrow, but it's also going to be, you know, you get a little bit more to save in your account, right? So that spread stays the same, uh, roughly the same uh, on the bank side. So people that do have a lot of cash and savings account, which is not a bad thing in this environment, to keep cash, um, you're going to get a little bit of better interest rate. If you have a high-yield savings account, that might be a good thing. And then you can look for opportunities if you think it makes sense for assets or buying a home. But stacking cash, if you can, 
hustling because this is going to be an interesting environment is probably the best thing we could do right now. Ugh, do we put it in the banks or cut the hole in the ma- mattress that, that like we see on the movies? <laughs> I'm interested in knowing from a millennial standpoint, what do retirement plans look like for us? Because we went through a recession, yeah. you know, about a decade or so ago, and it looks like one is impending right now. So what is yeah. this going to look like when, you know, us as millennials are in the sunset of our lives and, and being the elderly? Yeah, so I, I keep seeing it on social media. It's actually interesting. Like, millennials have gone through, like, so many, like, bad times and recessions. Child. And I, I'm normally, the, you know, the normal. And I think, you know, you bring up an interesting point. The one thing we have on our side and is time, right? And so we talk about just, like, zeroing on the stock market. The stock market's always come back in the past when it comes to bear markets or pullbacks and corrections. Uh, we talk about just getting back out of recessions. You know, we've always got on our recession. That's one thing we can you know, hinge our, our hopes on is we've always gotten out of it somehow, some way. And so we have that time aspect where we can really hunker down and do great at what we're doing now. Um, and when we get out of things, it'll be a lot rosier. Because so, if you can survive in a recession or bear market, which is yeah. obviously hard to do, you will do so much better during growth and boom times. Okay, that was CNBC contributor Delano Saporu. Thank you again. <laughs> Thanks. So Thank appreciate you. it. You're great. Appreciate y'all. Thank okay. You all. <laughs> What's coming up next, Shark? Coming up next, oh my gosh, I just got a side of this earlier from downstairs when I got my French fries. Find out what condiment is experiencing a shortage and why. Not another one. Oh my gosh, it's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. If you're like me, today might be a day of mourning for you. And it goes far past Wendy Williams' final episode airing. There's a condiment that's experiencing a shortage. What? How many shortages are we going to have here? Listen, we just talked to Delano last segment, and it it seems like everything's going to be in a shortage. It turns out, sorry, sorry, sorry to Sriracha fans. Sriracha is running out nationwide. This is a national crisis. The company that makes the hot sauce wrote in an email to customers in late April that it will have to stop making the hot sauce for the next few months due to severe weather conditions, which are affecting the quality of chili peppers required to make the sauce. Um, So people are now panic buying. I'm looking at a picture right now. Hoarding sriracha? Hoarding sriracha. It is a, listen, this is a lot of people's favorite hot sauce. I enjoy it because of texture. The flavor is good, but I like the texture. It's, It's good and thick. It's not in my top five. Well, no, it is in my top five. Okay, so for those of you who are listening but who have yet to get to really know Sharjacel, know that I am a true blue spice girl. I keep hot sauce in my purse, and this is well before Beyonce dropped Formation in 2016. My favorite right now is Marie Sharp. It's the Belizean hot sauce that you can get down at the Ralph's. So this is a different brand. Yeah, it's Marie Sharp. And it's Belizean, (laughs) and it's habanero hot sauce. So you see... I hate shortages, but then I also think <laughs> me the, too. the business, <laughs> the business side of me <laughs> thinks, oh, this leaves an opening for other smaller brands that haven't been able to make it to get their moment. Although I'm now, assuming, where they gonna get the money to have their moment? Well, no, but like meaning if they have had a bunch of hot sauce that haven't hasn't sold, this is their time to sell it. Okay, right? maybe so. Do you think that there are there any sriracha alternatives? Like, there's yeah, no probably. One? I feel like uh, my boyfriend has here we go has here um, we go you all his, <laughs> he actually has a whole uh, part of his refrigerator a whole shelf of hot sauce oh your There's boyfriend so likes spice. many hot sauces and because of that i've started getting into hot sauce i grew up in montreal french right like there was no mexican oh, restaurants you... no hot sauce like we were not a hot sauce culture well mexican restaurants didn't get me into hot sauce 
I think that for me, it was always you for know, some just, reason. I love poking fun That's, with Shira on air. I was like, what? <laughs> I know. Yeah, are you saying Mexi- like, Mexican restaurants are the pathway to hot, like, liking I hot I feel like sauce? it was the pathway for me because of like hot salsa, like hotness. <laughs> okay, let's stop you right there, Miss Poutine. <laughs> yeah. She's Canadian. So, anyway, but like that, uh, I feel like LA and the food culture in LA is so hot sauce oriented. Everywhere you go, it's hot sauce. That's just not what I grew I re- up with. I require some degree of spice, whether it's red chili flakes or hot sauce. I require, because I did grow up with hot sauce. My family's from the South, Mississippi, Louisiana, Texas. There's always some type of of spice in there somewhere that's making you fan your tongue. So I'm pretty numb to it. Yeah. And I still have a stomach made of Teflon. It does not. Ryan and I keep talking about this. Ryan Mitchell, the sleigh god. He's like, Shar, how does that not hurt? And I'm like, I don't have any ulcers, knock on wood. I don't have any health problems. And it does not hurt on its way out. Producer Shelby, <laughs> oh you, you're a yes. hot sauce nista. How are you feeling about this sriracha shortage? Um, I would actually rank sriracha probably my number one. It's like, it's not super versatile. I use different ones for different things. Um, Me too, girl. Me yeah. too. I mean, I'm not going to put... I mean, I guess I could put sriracha on eggs, but I'm like I more do. Of a, I put sriracha on eggs. Really? I'm more of like any like Asian food, any like stir fry. That's yeah. what I did last mm-hmm. night. I put on stir fry. I love it on sushi. Um, but, sushi? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but I was going to say, I believe Trader Joe's has an alternative. I haven't tried it. Um, I don't know how on par it is, but I have a feeling people are going to start flocking that direction mm-hmm. or just going to Asian markets and finding other alternatives there instead Wait, of sriracha like sriracha and a, uh, Asian mm-hmm. uh, hot sauce. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, it I is so. specifically. Oh, my, yeah. oh, so see, I mix all. I mix everything up. Sriracha. Girl, what did you think we were talking about? Sriracha alternatives here. Oh, there's so many. Interesting. Okay. Well, um, there you go. Go online right now. Yeah, it's a it's a panic, you all. It's a panic. So if you happen to be going to the grocery store this weekend to stock up for next week, you might want to visit the condiment aisle and get you maybe one of the last bottles of sriracha for the unforeseeable future. That's how you know the world is coming to an end. You know that, exactly. right? Or support a small business and buy there. Alternative. Okay. okay What's coming, coming up? <laughs> coming up next, we've got What's Trending This Hour. Uh, we have a lot of stories coming up, including how one council is taking back an accidental Pride Month proclamation. What is going on here? Next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Yes, it is Shira, but Shar is here filling in for Ryan. You know what? Technically, I'm not filling in because it's Friday. And oh, that's I all, true. I'm You're here, usually here. I'm here every Friday. So Ryan's absent and, and Shar's here. <laughs> the right wording. Now, how Thank y'all you doing? <laughs> you're going gonna to continue the legacy. Uh, yeah, I do think that I am the princess of pop culture, <laughs> the heiress to the throne, hey. hopefully. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, while I have mic time before Shira gives you uh, the headlines, I do want to tell you all to stick around because in a few minutes, you're going to want to call in. If you're a Demi Lovato fan or if you know a Demi Lovato fan, you might want to tap their shoulder, especially if they're in the L.A. area, because that's all I'm doing is L.A. area, really, you know. Or if you can make your way into the You can LA make area. your way here in September when Demi will be performing at L.A.'s YouTube Theater. Like I said, in just a few minutes, I have literally one pair of tickets left. Can you believe that, Shira? One pair. People have been dying to get them. They've been calling in. I was about to say, well, they have been getting them. They've been sweeping them up like crazy. We're down to the last pair. So, like I said, you may may want to listen. Now, Shira, your turn. Okay. Well, (laughs) we've been talking about the one and only Wendy Williams. Her show, of course, ended today. And we're going to be reminiscing on the last 13 years of her iconic show in 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And actually, Shar has been on the show before. So, we'll be talking a bit about that. Looking back. I'm a little emotional, you all. 
Yeah, a little reminiscing. Nostalgia. Let's get into some what's trending this hour, though, right now. A Massachusetts middle school may no longer describe itself as Catholic after refusing to lower a Black Lives Matter flag and an LGBTQ plus pride flag. And that's according to a local bishop. Uh, They said the flying of these flags in front of a Catholic school sends a mixed, confusing and scandalous message to the public about the church's stance on these important moral and social issues. I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. So it's a it... mixed and confusing. Actually, it's very clear. So wait. So showing support for Black Lives Matter in the LGBTQ community sends a mixed signal from this Catholic school. <laughs> Are we in the twilight zone? No, we're not. We're in America. Hello. <laughs> a federal appeals court has just made it harder for charter schools to justify having separate dress codes for boys and girls, ruling that a school in North Carolina that required girls to wear skirts violated their constitutional rights to equal protection. Oh, no, that's right. Yeah, school founder Baker Mitchell said that the uniform policy was there to preserve chivalry and respect among young women and men. I do want to go back. I would love to know the origin. I mean, I know it's all, you know, patriarchy, but what is the origin of school uniforms? Because in my mind, everybody should be in pants if we're going to do a uniform. Why are girls required to be in skirts? Or just do wear what you want to wear. Just say, okay, these are a bunch of options. Well, I'm saying if, you, if you're if you required to oh, be yeah. in uniform, everyone should be in slacks, I think. It's I would think, right? Well, it depends. Some people love wearing a skirt. Anyway, uh, the court's dress code was rejected um, and they rejected the school's argument that their dress code doesn't violate the girls' equal protection rights Mm. since it burdens both boys and girls equally. Mm. Moving on to Horry County Council of South Carolina, who approved a bunch of items without discussion, including a resolution that proclaimed June as Pride Month in the county. None of the council members representing the conservative county had even read the agenda and passed it unanimously. Councilmen got many emails expressing dismay that the council would vote for an LGBTQIA month in such a conservative county. The resolution said just said or just said Pride Month. The board didn't even realize that it was solidarity with LGBTQ plus people. So what did they, they think the Pride? What, did they think it did it have something to do with the Proud Boys? Was that the Pride? I don't know. Council, this is the headline. Council takes back accidental Pride Month proclamation. It voted without oh realizing. My gosh. Let me get to this tea report. Yeah, wrapping it up. All right. So, you know, a lot of you all owe comedian Monique an apology because Monique and Netflix have reportedly settled a lawsuit with for the discrimination that she alleged. Now I'm gonna do this. Kind of quickly, Monique and Netflix reportedly have settled the lawsuit. Um, You know, Monique came out years ago and accused Netflix of racial and sexual discrimination for allegedly lowballing her for a proposed comedy special, which I do agree because Amy Schumer was paid a lot. Men were paid a lot. But the matter has been, quote, amicably Resolved, according to Michael Parks, who is an attorney representing Monique in the suit. And that's what he told The Hollywood Reporter. So I wonder what the buyout was. I wonder what the payout was. But a lot of you all owe Monique an apology, in my opinion. You know? Well, that was some good tea. Thank you so much. And more tea coming up. We do have more tea coming up. But before we get up out of here, I want you all to give me a call at 833-772-2557. I got Demi Lovato tickets, 833-772-2557. If you want to see Demi, call right now. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Whitney, Whitney, Whitney. Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my Lord. Have I waited for this day? Have you? Well, yes, I have. Haven't you? Whitney. Yes, dear. Absolutely. I know it. I do. Oh, my gosh. I mean, like, what an iconic moment. For those of you who do not know... 
That is uh, the interview that put Wendy Williams' name on the map, really. That's what kind of launched her into the pop culture zeitgeist, and it predates her talk show. That was Wendy Williams when she was on the radio. She led a very successful radio career for three decades, and she interviewed Whitney Houston, I think, right before the Diane Sawyer interview. You know the legendary Crack is Whack. Oh, yeah. Two girls from Jersey. If you all have not listened to that interview, you have to check it out. It is fiery. We played that, though, because today was the last episode of the Wendy Williams Show. And in case you missed it, Sherry Shepard closed out today. She hosted, as we know, Sherry is launching her own talk show, which is coming in the fall. Now, this season, Wendy's show has had a myriad of different guest co-hosts, including our very own A.J. Gibson yes. from The Morning Beat, who sat on plenty of panels there. There's also been Fat Joe, Leah Remini, um, Remy Ma, Carson Kressley, Vivica Fox. And today they did the final curtain call. Wendy was not present. Which Instead, is sad. they played a video montage. And I must say, when I watched the montage, I felt nothing. Hmm. It wasn't until the crew, Suzanne and, and Norman, yeah. closed out and we saw like the crew that yeah. I got a little emotional. I can't believe that it's ending this way. You can have told me a year ago to, around this time that the Wendy Williams show would be ending in this manner and Wendy would not be returning. Her last appearance was July of last year. Because of uh, she's been sick, right? And Allegedly. She, yeah, she's it's also her Graves had disease and lymphedema. Addiction issues throughout her career, mm-hmm. which has definitely caused the show to pause. It's unfortunate. A nasty divorce. Yeah, because the show was like one of the top daytime shows. Yeah, and one of the final titans in the daytime. You know, Ellen's gone, Wendy's gone. It's like, a new generation coming in. Yeah, and they're not flagship hosts, which I find interesting. And What, what, I what mean, do you mean by that? What yeah. I mean when I say that is Wendy was someone who was a true blue, like she went to school true for journalism. True broadcaster. Yes, a broadcaster. Ellen even was a comedian who, you know, then became a talk show host. We have Tamron Hall, who's still on. She's one of, she's a broadcaster by trade. Well, she's a, a real, like, like she's and a journalist. Have, she's like Channel 7 type journalist. But what I find interesting is all what? of the new talk shows that are out is like Kelly Clarkson, Jennifer Hudson. These are people, Perf- even Sherry Shepard. They're entertainers and performers, which you could say, like, these are variety shows in the yeah. end, right? And then even Karamo is yep. doing one. Yep, Karamo's taking Mari's spot. Yeah. So... When you look back, I mean, you've been on the show, right? Can you explain, like, what did you do well, on the show? I've been in the, I went to the uh, a taping of the show this past year. Unfortunately, Wendy was not there. Bill Bellamy co-hosted. But I know some people on Wendy's staff. I know everybody's Glam Squad. I even know the, the Glam okay. Squad at The View. I know everybody's Glam Squad. As a matter of fact, shout out to Willie Sinclair, who's Wendy's wardrobe stylist. Um, but I was in the audience, and it just, it felt somber on set. Um... But yeah, I, and I also was featured on the show, like, you know, Wendy, I went to a book signing and so she put the picture up. Cute. Check my story, you'll see. And so, so Wendy is a problematic fave of mine because I know okay. that people either love, hate her, or feel indifferent. And yes, she's had some strong opinions and been controversial, but at the end of the day, I have to tap my hat, black woman to black woman. She was in this field, like I said, a very successful radio career of three decades that spanned three decades and then managed to be on TV for over a decade. And kill it. And was killing it. So when we look back at her legacy, what do you think we'll, we'll think of? As someone who was a mess, big fan of the show. We'll think, how you doing? <laughs> we'll think mess, it. yes. I know, Wendy was really good. She has some really good uh, interviews. And I should mention, Vanessa Williams was the guest on today's show. And Vanessa Williams was also the guest on the first episode of the Wendy Williams show. So it was a full oh, circle moment for the okay. show. 
Um, it's just sad for me for, for it to go out this way. I know that things come yeah. and go, but for go, for it to go out this way and Wendy wasn't there and and not even a video message like nothing, no, nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing, nothing. So but we're wishing her the very best. I'm sure she's gonna come back doing something. Well, you know, there's been rumors that she might be in a podcast That's form, what I think. form yeah. you know, where she doesn't have to do the glam, but she can still talk crap into a microphone. Spotify should do that as their next deal. Yeah, get rid of Rogan. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, coming up, we're getting into collective trauma at work. How to deal with it. Oh, God. Okay, we have a great therapist joining us, so we're wrapping up the Friday with a little Therapy Friday session. (laughs) Next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Do you feel like you're at the breaking point right now at work? Well, guess what? You're not alone. I know I didn't hear it from anyone in the studio, but you know, I'll, I'll oh, let you. Now be. you know how it feels. I'll let you be. <laughs> I was talking to you. You know, you listening right now, wherever no, yeah, you are. Yeah, work. Work has its days. I'll put it that way. Of for me, what about you? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that that's anything that you do that does not have an end, like or you know, it doesn't feel like a project where you have a beginning, middle, and end. And you yeah. Kinda, I think mentally. Like our brains work in that way where it's easy for us to like go through difficult things when we know there's an end. But if we see there's like no end in sight and it's consistent and there's no shift, it could be really difficult. Yeah. And like it's just a shift in perspective that's gonna get you through. Yes. And that's where burnout comes in a lot of the times as well. You could love something, but if you're doing it too much and there's not a lot of support or resources, it'd be hard. Uh, well, how do you navigate that? This collective trauma we're all dealing with? Because now it's not just the pandemic. Um, continued things happening, you know, on the policy level around different, you know, rights, voting rights. Um, If you are a a member of the black community, I mean, there's like so many things we can't even count them right now. Dr. Josh Klapo is back with us, uh, who's a psychologist to navigate all this. What's going on? How are you? I'm good. I love the perspective word because like that's that's sort of how we operate in psychology. It's all about perspective. Mm -hmm. Right. So how is this time, what we're talking about, this collective trauma, different than the previous conversations around collective trauma? Or does it just continue? (laughs) It's just, it's not funny. I should not. It it just continues. I mean, you know, I'm going to use the word. We are in unprecedented times. Um, and I do think there are so many things that you, you described really well. We do really well when we know that there's a beginning and an end. And in fact, if you think about something like the death of a loved one, I mean, part of the reason we have things like funerals and memorials and rituals is to create an ending, even though, you know, the feelings don't end. When we have closure, we do better. And in fact, there's a lot of research to support mm-hmm. that, that if people can create an ending in their minds, they do great. Now, when that doesn't happen, uh-huh. take a pandemic, take social, uh, social unrest, take the politics, the gun, all of that, then we have a super hard time um, of modulating stress because the uncertainty of when it's going to end is a stressful experience for us. You know what? I'm glad that you brought that up because I oftentimes tease my friends and say, I have to believe that I'm the exception because I have to be honest, living at the intersections of blackness and womanhood and transness is exhausting on my nervous system. It really is, especially given the current climate. I'm, I'm wondering what tips do you have to, I guess, curb intrusive thoughts? Because a lot of conversations have come up with how like a feeling can override a thought. So mm-hmm. in what ways can we better temper both our feelings and those sneaky, evil, intrusive thoughts that creep in? 
Yeah, super uh, wonderful. Uh, wonderful question. I, I think the challenge is, and I'm, it's also going to sound cliche, you have to become aware of either the thoughts themselves or signals that you're primed to be in that position. Because a lot of times the thoughts are sort of there, but they're clouded. You know, there's a lot of other things going on, like we're trying to work. And so I always tell people, look for your, look for your warning signs that may not just be the thoughts. So, you know, some of the, the typical stress responses, you, um, you're a little bit less patient. You're feeling a little bit on edge. Um, you can have some physical signs. You know, your stomach's a little twirly-whirly. Maybe you got a headache. Little, little things like that mm-hmm. are telling you uh, 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 that your body is saying, okay, something is not quite right. And sometimes for some people, that's where it happens first before they recognize the intrusive thought or that there's a thought there. If the intrusive thought's there, there's two things you can do. One, and, and I think this is the most important, try to kind of get out of the situation. You know, whatever you're doing, even if, even if it's at work, if that thought is there, change up your scenery. Walk outside, go to the bathroom, do something, because just reorienting your vision and your physical place in space will help break that cycle. Mm-hmm. Second thing is to tell yourself, tell the thought to stop. Literally, stop. Mm-hmm. That helps. The third is then to to kind of process this thought. I know what this thought is. There it is again. It's been there before. Here it is. Okay, I'm going to keep going my day. So rather than trying to run from it, you're basically calling it out by saying, I know who you are. I know what you are, et cetera. Those kinds of things really can curb it. If you can't manage that, if it's happening and happening and happening, you know, like always, that's when you want to talk to a mental health professional. Yeah. Oh my God, so much good stuff. Yeah, we really appreciate it. I mean, that's basically it for now, but it's a great uh, start. And of course, Dr. Josh Claypo has more tips on how you can handle this. What's your Instagram again? At Mental Drive. And you know, I always say, you know, how people are like, adulting sucks, paying bills. For me, it's being solely responsible of managing my own mental health. Sometimes, I don't want a conservatorship, but sometimes I wish I had someone to do it for me. It's a lot of responsibility. We have to take care of ourselves. We really do. And be aware before it comes in, like what you said, like your body has a lot of wisdom to it, right? Hey, can I just super, super quickly, I'm going to a break. You don't have to have someone manage your mental health for you, but I just want to insert this. You you ha- can have someone help you manage and manage you with you. It's just really important. You don't have to do it by yourself. You mm-hmm. can do it with somebody. So, sorry, I just wanted to insert no, that. Thank, thank you so much for that, for reminding me and our listeners. Yeah. Dr. Josh, what's your Instagram? Uh, at Mental Drive. Mental uh, j- uh, drive, right? Drive. Okay, yeah, I was not, not mental drive. drive. <laughs> okay, no. mental drive. No. Love it. Thank you so much. Thanks, all. Okay, next up, the future of flying is here and why this new proposal for seats is just plain strange next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers over think your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Okay, so flying can can be pretty... uh, uh, you know, frustrating, right? There's not a lot of room and seats. Are you someone that's a window person or an aisle person? Okay, so it it varies. I prefer windows, though, but I just have to make sure that I use the bathroom before I sit there because I never want to be that person saying, excuse me, getting up. I used to think that I liked aisle, but I do not because when you're at the aisle, they come through with that cart and you get shoulder checked. Your response, it's just, I don't like the aisle. I prefer window. Leave me alone. And I like being towards the, the front of the plane. I do not like middle. No one likes middle. Yeah, that's But the I also, I'm only 5'9 and I complain about the leg room. So I, I really feel for people who are taller than me. Well, there's now this concept of the future of airplane cabins. Wait, you and, didn't answer. Oh, are you? I, are you window? I'm or a window aisle? person because just in case I want to sleep, I like putting my head onto the. Yeah, when you're wall. in the middle seat, you get people's heads oh, on your shoulder. Yeah, you're like, you know, yeah, you're falling your and head you over. You got to sneak a Listerine strip on their tongue. Or then, if your head goes to. The- to the left when you're on the aisle they when the snacks someone, come through they can hit you in the face yeah. or like you know your foot I put my legs out there to stretch and then now I've let been me hit ask, let me ask you this before now you d- dive into this story do you keep your shoes on on the plane um, most of the times I do uh, but sometimes I will take it off and like but I'll have my socks on Okay, I was just about to the, judge the few, you. There's sometimes there's been the few times I wore flip flops, which was my biggest mistake recently. Oh, I flew yeah. to San the Fran- Wait, I flew to San Francisco with flip flops because it was really hot that day before. That's just an hour flight, though, right? I know, oh, but yeah. still, it was not a good idea. Really? Yeah, my feet were freezing. It was the worst idea. Oh ever. gosh! So, so then coming back, I wore these like big Doc Martens, which were, were it was like very weird. Anyway, so these airplanes of the future. Listen to this. These designers said they. Uh, dreamed up an innovative way for economy. 
So it would include, which allows like people to have more room. Uh-huh. It's basically like a double decker. Not like a double-decker bus, but like where one seat would be like below and then they'd have like another seat almost like above it. Um, like, you know, like stadium theaters, like or like when you have people sitting it's above dual you. It's called dual-level. Dual-level. Uh, but it means that you'd almost like have no. the back of their seat like almost I'm over sorry. you. I'm sorry. Okay, so I'm looking at the photo. Too bad we don't have a visual I component know, to this show. But the photo, you all, if you are dealing with claustrophobia... It's kind of scary looking. You better get your seat on the top row. Because if you're on the bottom, it feels enclosed. And I also, takeoff seems like it would be scary. Also, what happens <laughs> when, you know, when I'm on the plane, they're always like, put your bag under your seat. How would something like that work if I, you're... I don't... Well, you, My I, back could hit your face. I, I mean... It seems like the people at the top, well, that's the better place to be. I don't see anywhere for the bag because it's kind of like you don't have any room for your feet. You could go you could go back more, right? Because no one's in your back, but, but then I'm, the people I'm at the bottom. Traditionally, the back goes if if you have a purse on a plane, yeah. they want it to go under your seat. How would something like this work? This this does not look like a good idea. I am so sorry. And then if you're on the bottom row, remember like Let's say that there's some turbulence and those masks and that yellow bag and all of that stuff drops down. They're going to have to put like a four foot cord on that for it to reach you. It, it's Maybe questionable. Maybe even six. And yet it won this award. So it seems like possibly it could work. And this could be uh, the airplane of the future. It, and does this mean that there will be more people booked for the flight? Because in the name of COVID, I still wear my mask on airplanes and in the airport. True. Because you're just in a bus in the sky and you can't crack a window. I don't know who's on this plane with me. And when I was flying to Nashville, there was a guy on the plane who looked like he was an extra from Men in Black. And he just kept hawking up a lung and coughing and stuff. And I'm like, no one's paying attention to this. I was disgusted. The last one I was on, someone wore a Star Wars mask. You know, like the... uh, What's it called? The evil mask? Yes, Darth Vader, Darth Vader mask? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I don't like this. We are getting innovative here. Well, next up, more top of the hour news. And is Kim to blame for the damage done to the infamous Marilyn Monroe dress? Next in the Tea Report. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Yes, it's Shira and Char here in the studio. Thanks for hanging out with us this lovely Friday, listening to Channel Q and Let's Go There. Mm-hmm. And we are going to be talking about rising interest rates, how to deal with it all, the good, bad, and ugly. Is there yep. any good? I don't know. I, I don't think there is, sister. Yeah, that is in 30 minutes. <laughs> and uh, did Kim Kardashian actually ruin Marilyn Monroe's iconic dress? Mm. We've got some answers in the T-Report in a moment. Yeah. By the way, I want to shout out to all of our loyal listeners who have called in because the demi ticks are gone. And you all, I had to d- deliver the news to some of you all mm, that you just yeah. missed out. But thank you for listening. We love you for we listening always. It. And you all have so much great energy. Oh, my gosh. I had a lot of fun on the phone today. Yeah. If you can't tell, I had a lot of fun on the phone today with some of you all. I want more people just to call in and say hi. Yeah. Or let us, let us know what you think about some of yeah. the stories. You might end up on air. Come in and kind of... No, 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 don't come in. Call co- in. Call, I mean, come in. <laughs> call in. We'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions. And you just might make the show. Yeah, include you in the conversation. Yeah. Let's get into some what's trending this hour, though, right now. 11 former Republican members of Congress are urging federal lawmakers to pass anti-discrimination legislation to protect members of the LGBTQ community. The status quo is not working for LGBTQ Americans. This is according to the letter, nor is it emblematic of our country's founding values of freedom, fairness and equality. And they wrote that to members of the state. And here is Nancy Pelosi. 
In the United States, oh, that is I'm Biden. using every lever available to me to bring down prices for the American Oh, never mind. We're going to go into the next Biden story. <laughs> All right, let's go to Joseph Robinette. Um, Today, President Biden is meeting virtually with world leaders on climate issues and is expected to launch several climate initiatives in the process. All good stuff. The meeting will include 19 other countries, including China, Australia, Germany, UK, South Korea, and the European Union. And here he is. I'm using every lever available to me to bring down prices for the American people. And our nations are working together to stabilize global energy markets, including coordinating the largest release from the global uh, reserve, from uh, global oil reserves in history. But the critical point is that these actions are part of our our, our transition to a clean and secure and long-term energy future. Okay. And finally, three Democratic lawmakers on Thursday introduced a bill that will rectify the harm caused to LGBTQ federal government employees who were fired during the Lavender Scare. The Lavender Scare, of course, refers to the firing of thousands of gay employees throughout the federal government, specifically the State Department from the 1940s uh, to the 1960s. Mm. So three U.S. representatives introduced the Lavender Offense Victim Exoneration a.k.a. the Love Act in the U.S. House of Representatives. Love the Love Act. I do, too. Everybody will have their day in the sun. Yep. And that was What's Trending This Hour. What's happening in entertainment news? Well, I believe Kris Jenner put on her Olivia Pope hat and made some calls. Mm -hmm. This is just my own personal theory. Ripley's Believe It or Not is setting the record straight on a viral Instagram post that claims that Kimberly Noel Kardashian damaged Marilyn Monroe's 60-year-old dress when she wore it to the Met Gala. Now, according to the museum, a report on the dress's condition in 2017 states, quote, a number of seams are pulled and worn. This is not surprising, given how delicate the material is, because the Marilyn Monroe dress is supposedly really delicate. I don't know what type of material they were using back in the 60s. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so- I mean, of course, it's been, it's like it should just be like uh, packed somewhere else and like in a museum or something. Uh, well, it is. It is in a museum. It Ripley's Believe It, it or Not Museum. For, for all, it, it was until Kim Kardashian until put herself Kim in pulled it out. Nevertheless, uh, the reality star turned businesswoman only wore Monroe's artifact for a matter of minutes. And then, you know, she slipped into a lookalike for the Met Gala red carpet. I, I also think that this is just people, a combination of like people just hating Kim Kardashian, because some of the meltdowns that I saw on Twitter about this, people are more passionate about this dress than they are gun reform. Like I saw people having yeah. full on meltdowns around this alleged dress. But I know a lot of this is rooted in hatred of Kim Kardashian. But in hatred yeah. of just like rich people doing whatever they want. And- I think it's specific to Kim Kardashian, though, because if it were Gwyneth Paltrow, I don't think people would be that upset. If it were Mila Kunis, maybe people wouldn't be as upset. People hate Kim Kardashian and it, everything that she represents. Yeah, it also felt just like it was a stunt. And then you're also using a part of history for your own benefit and then possibly ruining it. But yes, I but, agree. There's but, there's worse things but, happening in the world. I was about to say, Kim using a part of history for her own benefit is not uncommon. Tons of celebrities do it. Tons of celebrities wear different types of garments or borrowed yeah, ju- jewels yeah, you have to, from the Titanic. Jewelry is a bit different, but yeah, you have to be very careful, including when... Uh, she said she had to lose so much weight. One, do you really need to fit into that dress? Just do a recreation. But yes, let's all talk about other more important things. <laughs> yeah, well, let's be passionate about other things because some of y'all need to go outside and touch some grass. That's the tea report for this hour. 
Stick around for more. We got more great show for you. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Well, we're wrapping up the show as we always do with our Yaz Queen of the Day. Yaz Queen. Uh, this one goes to... You can barely to... do it. <laughs> you did it. Yeah. I heard it. I think I'm losing my voice. I've been doing a lot of talking. That happens. Why'd you make that face? I don't even know what face uh-huh. I made. I was like, uh-huh. that happens. Okay. Go ahead, Shira. Do your spiel. <laughs> Vegan restaurants, which I love. I'm all about them. But I really love this one because they are also supporting the community. It's called Gay For You. It's um, it's an Oakland restaurant. And they have a policy written on every Gay For You menu. Trans POC always eat free. Oh, that's Regardless lovely. of financial need. That is lovely. I love that. My only, hmm, I guess my eyebrows perking up because who, who are you to determine? I guess you just... Someone goes, you just that's me. Trust people's me word for food. it. Yeah. yeah, I just feel, you know, I hope there's no nefarious people out there, but this is great incentive. I love this. Exactly. The owner, whose name is Cellphone, uh, said that I get to make food for a living and I'm going to make you a dish. You don't have to worry about it feeding yourself today. Uh, Cellphone says of their trans cu- customers of color, which they estimate are three to five percent of their patrons. Wow. They know that there's a place in the world that has love and has admiration and respect for you and that there's a spot called gay for you. That's gay for I you. I love that. That's so good, especially given that black women who are trans face four times the national unemployment rate. So I love anything that's helping the girls possibly get a, a hot meal on their exactly. bellies and go about their day. Love that. Yep. That's our Yaz Queen of the Day. Yes, Queen. Go check out Gay For You if you're in the Oakland area. Or maybe get inspired and make your own version of it wherever you are. And that also does it for our show today. But we are back next week, weekdays, here live on Channel Q, 2 to 6 p.m. Pacific, 5 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Yes. Shar is back here. and uh, I am. I'm holding it down next yep. week. Enjoy Juneteenth. Have a great, safe, happy, and healthy weekend. Exactly. Follow Shar Says So. You can follow me at Shira Lazar. If you want to listen to our podcast, you missed some interviews or anything we had on the show, just go to our podcast. Go to the Odyssey app and search Let's Go There. We are sending you love and light. And I love us for real. Let's Go There with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 